0: Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy.
1: He gripped my hips as he drove me closer and closer to climax. His cock hitting me directly in that spot that always had me soaring. The one most guys didn't even seem to bother looking for. I found myself counting, trying not to come too soon. But as his hand wrapped around my cock, giving it a simple pump, the attempt was in vain. And I found myself shooting cum all over his bed as he screamed my name and his seed exploded into me.
0: Oh, Neil. Yes. So much is going on. Yeah. But uh, do you want to do a podcast?
1: Oh, I definitely do.
0: Oh, hey! Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And
1: this is FMK Lit.
0: Where we read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters.
1: Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, all the spoilers. Every spoiler. So many spoilers. They're going
0: to explode into you.
1: All over your bed, all yeah. over inside you. They will dribble you.
0: down your chin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They'll get in your eye.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no.
1: So, if you don't like spoilers... All
0: over your tits.
1: Go... If you, if you don't like spoilers all over your tits, go read the books and then come back. Yep. 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 This is... Yep. This pull is not out early. A, <laughs> 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 don't use the pull out
0: method. It's not safe. It's, Just keep listening. It's
1: not... Oh, boy. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So... <laughs> I picked the books.
0: You did. You did. You picked the books. What did you pick?
1: I picked Dinner and Dessert by Kay Kratz. And, okay, ready for this? Uh-huh. Tasting His Omega, a <laughs> Mapleville Celebrity Chef Novel, <laughs> MM Non-Shifter Alpha Omega M-Preg, Mapleville Omega Book 4 by Lorelei M. Hart and Ophelia Hart.
0: I have a question that's very important that we have to address right now. Yes. How many celebrity chefs are in this tiny town of Mapleville? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> this, uh, Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I think. Uh, do you know what I think it is? It's just these writers were like, "Hey, people like Neil are looking for these books, and they're not searching by keyword; they're searching by title." So I'm just going to put all the keywords in the title. Good. Yes. So this- here we have celebrity chef mm non shifter alpha omega m preg we know it's book 4 of the series it's I, all there it's I, everything I like we need to I know about the book don't
0: actually even need you to read out like the description no because we know everything we know everything
1: we do need to talk about alpha omega and m preg
0: i am so excited about I'm this i'm so
1: excited i actually did research to into the genre, the Excellent. subgenre.
0: But first. But first. But first. Neil? Yes. What's got you hot and bothered?
1: Okay. Uh, long-time listeners will know that every so often we show up and Christine has made a wonderful treat for us. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Today was cheesecake. <laughs>
0: no-bake cheesecake. It was a
1: no-bake cheesecake. Um, she says that because the new season of British Bake Off is only an episode at a time. She's like, oh, I can bake now? Because it seems so less daunting. No, I totally get it. I'm the same way. So she made a no-bake cheesecake, and oh my fucking god. It was so rich and just, like, luxurious.
0: Cheese in Uh, my face.
1: Cheese in my (laughs) face. Claire. So that's what's, I mean, like, that's all. Just, like, (laughs) cheesecake. I, I want it. (laughs) <laughs> all over me. Not all over me. That would end, end poorly. But...
0: Cheesecake on my tits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cheesecake dribbling down my chips
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Oh, wah, wah. So that's me. Hey. Nothing special. All right. Uh, hey, Claire. Yes? What's got you hot and bothered? <laughs> society's
0: broken? Uh Yeah, society's broken. Yeah. But there's an app for that. <laughs> Yay! Um, if you want to know how broken society is... Uh-huh. Uh- Download the Citizen app. (laughs) If you are the type of person who's sitting around in your apartment and you're thinking to yourself, I don't know how many knife-wielding, screaming people there are in the world and I need to know, download the Citizen app because every five (laughs) minutes you will get an alert about a man who has a sharp object and is wielding it. In, in in a fashion that has scared someone enough that they reported it to the police. Oh, God. Let me tell you, there are so many knife-wielding people out there. or I should say sharp objects. Machetes. What? um, Axes. Oh. Hatchets. Uh. Large knives. Uh. Small knives. Okay. And, and they do just seem to swing them around wildly.
1: <laughs> ah! I did a visual thing. Sorry. But oh. listeners, I'm sure you can... Imagine by the sound that I made, what I was doing with my arm. I,
0: I, it is I was like I got the citizen app at first, thinking like, oh, this is useful in case like something like terrible is happening on the street. Like you know, you go into next door because you're like, what was loud noise?
1: <laughs> or hey, where can I find a free couch? Right, that's or, walking distance from my apartment.
0: Or if I want to know all the pets that are lost.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and all their dumb names. <laughs> and
0: all their dumb names. Oh, boy, no. Cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Neil and I live in the same neighborhood, and there, there was a cat a couple years ago who was lost, and his name was Boy Cat. <laughs> Don't oh. worry, he was found. He was found. It was a drama. But anyway, but what na- what next door doesn't tell you is about the knife wielders. No,
1: it tells you about the break ends.
0: <laughs> it's the break ends, like the car break-ins. doesn't do. What? <laughs> Not as well as it will tell you about
1: the, the knife, knife wielders. <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, I'm just imagining that it's a, it's a bunch of octopi with a knife or a sharp object in each tentacle, just like flailing it about.
0: Yes, yes, yes. It is. It is 100% octopi flailing around knives.
1: And before anyone gets on my jock, I know it's technically octopodes, but nobody says that. Calm down. Because <laughs> um, it's a Greek word, not a Latin word, so the plural is octopodes.
0: Oh, look at you. I know. That was, that was, like, a very funny, like, humble brag in some way. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm real good at those.
0: <laughs> that was great.
1: I mean, I'm really terrible at bragging about <laughs> how educated and smart i am <laughs> like,
0: don't come at me bitches i know more than you <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my defining feature
0: um anyway so then i quickly got rid of the citizen app
1: <laughs> that's fair because
0: i don't need to know about because all then the you'd knife. never want to go outside
1: no i all those knives yeah
0: yeah what's the weather out like outside like knifey I, knifey this <laughs> is very sharp Sharp. <laughs> Uh, anyway uh, I like my
1: cheese like I like my weather sure
0: <laughs> it's raining knives hallelujah it's raining knives Oh, oh no. machete a <laughs> machete there's a lot of machetes out in the street oh anyway uh that's it that's, that's that was great it's amazing it's, oh. I'm bothered
1: <laughs> yeah you should be I am also bothered I just don't want to know these things I don't want to know oh Let's talk
0: okay. about fucking <laughs>
1: <laughs> with knives. No, with cheesecake.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot to say the the theme this this time is chefs.
0: And oh my god, oh my god.
1: Okay, let's get into it. Yeah. Dinner and dessert by Kay Kratz. If I've said Kratz earlier in the episode, I apologize. It's my handwriting. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. Recipe for Annalise Martin. An open book, plus two cups of down-to-earth attitude, plus pinch of small-town life, plus one tablespoon of big dreams. Recipe for Chase McDonald. Five stars of a chef, plus heaping tablespoon of sexiness, plus cup of city life, plus one big heart. Their recipes seem pretty straightforward, but everyone hides their flaws. How long till theirs surface? Can Annalise and Chase deal with each other's and perhaps even learn to find comfort in them? Will Chase be willing to give up the big city life? Will Annalise have the courage to chase her dreams? That's it.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> what the actual fuck? I did not read this. Everybody knows I often do not read these things. Neither before. do. Oh, what the fuck? I I am so angry right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Get into it, girl. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. So, Annalise is a... Underline this 20-year-old. 20. It says this so often in the book, and also it's a big deal. Is a 20-year-old who lives in a very tiny town in Rhode Island. Wyndham. Wyndham. In Rhode Island. And uh, her and her mom live together. Single working mom, uh, and sh- Annalise is going to uh college, but it's like online, uh, it's online, like a community college, it's a community and a lot of her stuff online. is online, yeah. Um, I it doesn't say what her major is, nope. I did that well, it's community college, you don't have to declare a major, do you? I, I don't think so, but it doesn't okay. say what her interests are, no, I've I don't find know, find out later, um. And so she's, uh, who knows what's going on with her? Who knows? Their bitchy next door neighbor has died. Yeah. And they've always hated this woman mm-hmm. who was a richie rich. Yeah. Had a big old mansion. Yeah. That they never were invited to. Mm-hmm. And uh, this woman was a bitch to them. Yeah. That woman's grandson has inherited all. Mm-hmm. And he is coming to... Dot, dot, dot. Who the fuck knows what's supposed to happen? It is not made clear why he's there or what's happening. Is he... He's just there now. Uh But it's for a very brief time because he's a five-star chef in San Francisco. Uh He's 28. Yep. He's 28. Uh I'm so angry. so, (laughs) So he... Comes and, and like the mom and the daughter the daughter drops off uh these muffins that they made for mm-hmm. him as like a welcome and I'm sorry the love your loved one died basket. Yeah.
1: Also Annalise, the twenty year old, is like fucking over Wyndham.
0: Yeah. She's just
1: like, This place is a shithole. Yeah, I just gotta get, to get out, out of out here. here. But I'm not gonna do anything about it.
0: Um, well, she's going to
1: college. I mean sure, but
0: Right. And then um and he thinks she's hot right away, which is fair. Mm -hmm. She's like a Mm -hmm. 20-year-old track star. Yeah. So, yeah, she's hot.
1: And apparently he's really bad at judging ages, so he thinks she's like 25. Okay,
0: and this is said so many times. Other people comment on his inability to guess ages. He is bad at it. And they, and it says once, they're like, oh, he overestimates how old they are. Which means uh, it, it is one of those books that, and we've talked about this, where it, like, I, you, I think you're...
1: She, she got aged up from, like, she, 18.
0: Right. She got aged up to make it look feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, She's a virgin, which mm-hmm. is fine. You can be a 20-year-old virgin, virgin that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, she, she drinks yeah. too much in this book. And I'm not saying that as a human being, as a person, she drinks too much. She drinks too much for a fictional character. It is impossible to have that many shots uh that many uh cocktails and be fine yeah like and then and two two bottles of wine and whiskey yeah she had all of this of an eve uh- <laughs> I love... Ooh, ooh Oven <laughs> Eve. Oh, Claire, Angry. you're so fancy. Anyway, she comes over, drops off the muffins. Mm-hmm. He thinks this is great. He invites them over for... She
1: easily could have been 23.
0: He, this, yeah. Why...
1: Easily. I don't know why she had to be 20.
0: I don't know either, except Ugh. that it's kind of a fetish. That's Ugh. how it's written in the book. Yeah. This is obviously... This they also call her
1: girl. Like, oh, girl my girl. The, the girl was all the time. It's
0: gross. Um... Uh, Super gross. He, he invites her and her mom over uh-huh. for dinner at his place. That he's going to make mm-hmm. it for them, and then um, immediately at the start of the dinner, the mom's an on-call nurse. She's called in. She mm-hmm. has to go nurse.
1: Yeah, she has to go nurse. <laughs> um, because her mom gets shit done.
0: Right. Those. So I'm gonna speed forward through things yep. because I'm so angry. Um, ah! They have a lovely dinner. Uh, She leaves. They have a kiss. Good night. The next night she goes out with her friend. She gets wasted. She calls him to come pick her up. Uh There's some there's some things with her best friend who is actually getting them together. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. She goes over to his place. uh, Obviously wasted. Uh But then they fuck. They fuck hard. They fuck Mm -hmm. a lot. They really like each other. This is what's going to happen. He's going to take her out on a date the next night he does he takes her to providence mm-hmm. um they see the fire thing that happens on the river uh, fire water
1: water fire
0: i looked it up it's a, it's a neat thing
1: no it sounded really cool yeah. but she, w- they were talking about like oh i always wanted someone to take me to fire water or whatever it's called i never went because i just wanted my first time to be somebody taking me and i'm like i don't know what the fuck is going on no, and then when they ex- it's- when the narrative explains what it is i'm like Oh, that sounds super cool. Like, oh, I'd it, go see that.
0: Also, 100%, it sounds like a thing you'd take your kids to, because it's neat to see. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. her mom would or, have taken her. Or if you're, like, 17, and it's your first time going on a date.
0: Yeah, yeah. that sounds fine. Yeah, yes, yeah, it yeah. absolutely is that. So, um, at that, he sort of, like, lets her know, like, oh, by the way, I'm married. Right. It's obvious he's also not married. It's, yeah. like, he's separated, but he yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. open with that. And she right. freaks the fuck out, slaps him, runs away, calls her best friend, and is like, pick me up.
1: Fair. I feel that was fair behavior I, on her part.
0: I also feel it was fair because he was crazy pants.
1: Because he was crazy pants. Also, he's like, I'm going to take your virginity. No condom, no lube, just shove it right in. Yep. And then she's like, oh, great. This is a thing. This and he's like, oh, by the way, I'm married. And she's like, ah. Oh. Obviously, he's just like, oh, I'm on the other coast, so I can just fuck whatever I want. And she right. didn't, she doesn't want to be treated so that way. So her feelings are
0: hurt, so Good she for runs her. away. Um,. The next day, he's like, I obviously have to get out of here because everything went bad. He writes her a letter that she reads. Neil Higgins, if you were writing this letter, would you Uh put in the letter every motherfucking piece of information a person may want to know? Like, my wife went crazy. She's been away from me for a year and a half, and I haven't seen her, and I'm trying to get divorced, but she refuses to sign the papers. Yes. And if you don't feel comfortable believing me, that's totally fine. I understand because this went poorly. Yes. You just write that in the letter. Yes. He just wrote... Okay, I'm going back to San Francisco. Bye.
1: Bye. I was why? Like,
0: just, you could just write the whole thing. Just write the just, whole thing. What? Why didn't... Anyway, he goes back uh. to San Francisco. His buddy picks him up from the airport and is like, how did it go? He's like, I fucked a 20-year-old. And his buddy's like, that's a dumb shit idea. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, fact. And
0: he's like, what about your wife? He's like, I'm not fucking married to her. He's like, no, no, no. I mean, like, emotionally, you actually, like, did you, like, because... You know, she's like, you You need to get over your wife. And uh, fucking a 20-year-old isn't probably a good idea for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, of all the things you could do to get over your wife, fucking a 20-year-old is on the bad idea list. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh, laughs> shit.
0: So uh, they go back to their restaurant. That's working out. Our girl uh, somehow gets the information about what happened. She comes to San Francisco. They have a little... the friend
1: goes back to Rhode yeah, Island. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: They have a little bit of a reconciliation. It's going just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ex-wife shows up. Mm-hmm. And she's crazy pants. And then uh, our girl doesn't know how to deal. She's not quite sure if she wants to stay, because wants to go. Because she's 20. Because she's 20.
1: And this is her first time being in a, quote, relationship.
0: Right, She goes to the restaurant to, like, pick up a scarf that she left there Mm -hmm. that she's decided to freak out about, and uh, the ex-wife shows up, and in a scene we don't get, for no reason I can tell, the wife burns down part of the restaurant... (laughs)
1: On accident.
0: On accident. Our girl saves her slash doesn't save her. That wants, was real confusing. Wants to save her. Wants I think. to save her, but she was fine. Like she, like we hear from the ex-wife Shh. later. She's like, "Thanks for saving my life. It's cool." It's but cool, our fine. girl did not get hurt. No, like did not leave that unscathed.
1: No, she. According to the, um, uh, the book, she swallowed too much smoke. Yes. Because when smoke's in your tumtums, it's real bad.
0: It did. Yeah. I, uh, it did also mention that she was, like, she was in the hospital, but it. But she burned her legs. Yeah, she burned her right. legs real bad. Uh, but the narrative decided to forget that because later he looks at her legs afterwards, like, oh, those smooth, smooth legs. And I'm like, nope. Uh, they might be smooth because of uh, fire.
1: Right, because it's scar tissue yeah, now.
0: That's gross, man.
1: Yeah. Um, also, there was one point where he says that she's this tall, beautiful, whatever. It's like, Earlier in the book, you said she was like 5'4". Figure it out.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. (laughs) Um, She doesn't know if she wants to stay anymore. Mm -hmm. Fair. Uh They go back and forth for a while. So what does she do? (laughs) She stays. (laughs) She becomes a
1: flight attendant for Virgin America. (laughs) This book came out this year. In 2019, when Virgin America hasn't been an airline for like... Three or four years now. Yeah. So she becomes a flight attendant for Virgin America.
0: <laughs>
1: Somebody scammed her.
0: Yeah. No. She has no real job. She has job. no real job. I did, and I was like, w- "Why did you get that job? Like your <sighs> hu- your husband? Because they get married. Yeah. Uh, right away is a celebrity chef, just like." either you don't you're he's fine
1: swimming in cash
0: yeah you're fine you didn't like out of all the books you, you this is the one book i'd find completely acceptable of her not getting a job because she yeah. had no ambition right like, Right. that was why i was so angry at that uh thing it was like she never had ambition she didn't have dreams except for leaving
1: she her dream was to to leave and to leave her it. tiny hometown and live in a big city you could
0: do that yeah you just fucking go right like, if your ambition is just that, I feel sad for you, because that is a limited ambition. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time,
1: like, it's... If she had left her tiny town to go to the big city, and then just, like, spent the rest of the book figuring her shit out, and, like, working real hard to make it work, great. Yeah. Great. You're coming to realize that dreams take work, and you're doing it good for you. That's not what happened.
0: Okay. Here's the things that really pissed me off. And it's going to be dumb. I One, also have things. 20-year-old. Why? She, she didn't need to be a 20-year-old. She didn't need to be a uh, 20-year-old. Except year old. for the fact that they super, super, super wanted him to fuck a virgin. Yeah. And they super wanted it to be, like, love. Which I didn't Barf. see how that could it be. Um, Here is his career trajectory. Yes. It was fucking amazing. Okay, now remember... He is a five-star chef. And owner. And part owner. Part owner of at this a restaurant. At a restaurant in San Francisco. Yes. At 28. Here is how he got there. Ugh. At 22, a friend of his was getting married. And the caterer dropped out. Ugh. And he turned to his buddy and was like, Do you think you could cook all the food? <laughs> and the buddy was like, I've never cooked before, but sure. I'll cook
1: for 60 people.
0: I'll cook for 60 people.
1: Um, It was amazing. It
0: mentioned very briefly that he also brought on one of his other friends who was an Italian chef. And I was like, oh, that guy did all the work. That guy did all the work. That guy did all the fucking work. Uh, Just like probably his quote unquote sous chef now is probably doing all the fucking work. mm -hmm. And here's how I... And so... Because he had all the
1: recipes. Yes. Jeff is the sous chef. Yes. Jeff the chef. Oh, I love it. Jeff was always the one that's like, here are the new recipes. Tell me your thoughts. I've done all the work, but I have to get your okay because you're the part owner. This
0: man is obviously a scam artist. Yeah. Because here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. So, his... So, then he goes to the Cordon Bleu in um, Seattle or something. Or Oregon. I mean, they couldn't even bother to write that he went to Paris. Nope. Like as long as we're fucking around, just like say to the- <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: as long as reality doesn't matter. Where
0: are you going to the not obviously as good one in Oregon? Well, <laughs> you can say you went to the one in Paris. This
1: one here in San Francisco. Look, that I are all good. Is amazing. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. The-
0: I'm just saying. Yeah. And so then his next job is yeah. at the Macaroni Grill. Okay. He says that. It says- <laughs>
1: He says as soon as he graduated, he moved to San Francisco and got a job at the macaroni grill. Mm -hmm. The closest macaroni grill is in like El Cerrito or some shit. Like, what is happening? Here, let me look it up. But it's just like the longest commute in your life to work at a macaroni grill (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's
0: uh, that. So that was insane. Not even. A, see, and book, then he got like a slightly better job at like an okay restaurant, and then just opened his own place. That in five years he went from never having cooked a goddamn thing to being a five star chef. Mm-hmm. And I was so fucking and pissed at that. But then, oh my god, his cooking. Was horrific. Here's the thing. So it was it, salmon every time. Well, Sam, they, they had a thing about salmon risotto, and I don't know why. But here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing. <laughs> so the first meal we see him make is uh-huh. a um, is a risotto with um, uh, asparagus, uh-huh. salmon, and sweet potato, uh, uh, mashed sweet potatoes. Yeah. Okay. One, a chef would not pair sweet mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes with that because that's, that's carb on carb.
1: Starch and starch.
0: Starch and starch. So that wouldn't happen. One. Also, he says that he's put the salmon in the oven and as soon as it starts bubbling, he'll know it's ready. Um, he's got the risotto just about, re- just, uh, just about ready to go. It's going to take a, another couple 20 minutes. And then he's just now chopping the sweet potatoes for mashing and he's cutting them raw they're raw Mm -hmm. here's the thing risotto you have to stand over it it and stir it constantly you have to be doing that salmon takes five minutes in the oven if and you don't want it bubbling (laughs) i'm not quite sure what is bubbling maybe <laughs> what, it's what the olive oil bubbling but it shouldn't uh, really that uh, you, and that's not that's not how you tell if salmon is done bubbling and then um the potatoes are you just now cutting those when it's five minutes for salmon <laughs> and 30 minutes for the risotto uh-huh. all your shits at different times bro yeah and then
1: when he had leftovers for them, he was like, oh, for this thing, you want the oven at like 375 for about 18 to 20 minutes. And for this other thing, you want the oven at 425 for about like 30 minutes. I'm like, so by the t- th- it's at two different temperatures. By the time you heat up one thing, the other thing's cold already. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah,
0: that's all insane. Ugh. And so it was like, oh, he's not. And then he made her grilled cheese. And he's like, and just like a chef, I know I have to do this perfectly. And I'm like. And it, it takes him for fucking, it like, five minutes. But also, I'm like, so the cheese was already sliced. Also, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You would come to your grandmother's house to refurbish it to get it ready for sale or something. I don't know. Somebody. And you bought so much fucking groceries that you have four different types of cheeses mm-hmm. ready to fucking go. And you're only supposed to be here a week? Who are you? What's even happening?
1: And all the booze-a-haul
0: here's the, and he says
1: to he's like i like to have a stock so that my guests have options you don't know anyone who were you going to invite over
0: right yeah and and, I, and uh, also no that doesn't happen no. i've never met a shit a, a, an even half decent competent cook who thinks like that Oof. lastly this is my last note on this one fucking dinner and i'm very sorry we're still at the first dinner um, well, this is dinner is repeated throughout it's the book because story. he only, because he only, thi- this author loves this particular meal. Yeah. Um, it's summer. It's summer
1: in Rhode Island. In
0: Rhode Island. It's summer in Rhode Island. And I, I'm looking at Christine. Yes. Because it's very important. Yes. As an East Coaster? As an yeah. East Coaster, summer in Rhode Island, do you want to stand over risotto, which is boiling constantly for 20 to 35 minutes i would only want to stand in the ocean right for that long. <laughs> yeah. so. and it begins too. um annalise is in shorty shorts because it's so fucking hot it's so fucking hot and, and i know i'm harping on all of this but this is just expanded throughout the book yeah like I want to tell everybody how awful the love interest was, how weirdly controlling and not mm-hmm, controlling mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. uh vapid and non character the woman was, because it's true. except the thing is, um this book was so poorly written, mm-hmm. even those things don't matter they and it's like because here's 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 a dumbass thing if you if it's summer where you are and mm-hmm. it's morning, do you think oh? Later in the afternoon, as is normal in summer, it will be cooler. No. No. No, in fact, you do not. (laughs) (laughs) She is, like, about to go for her run, and she's like, oh, I'm so glad it it started to cool off around one. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been there. I've never been to that place. where, Where is this? this weird place unless there's like a storm a brewing and then you don't want to be out of (laughs) running
1: i like how you just got folksy
0: oh my god i was just like what the fuck is happening and then she shows up to that dinner and she clearly says in summer dresses Mm -hmm. did you read what she was wearing Yeah. She was wearing a black dress
1: Uh with
0: sleeves Uh that had white lace on it. Yep. I'm sorry. Okay, everybody listening to this podcast is like, what the fuck is Claire going on about?
1: (laughs) Also, we need to talk about his wardrobe, too. He was wearing linen pants. Yeah. Which is fine. Nobody in San Francisco owns
0: linen pants they refer to san franciscan women as having large sun hats yeah all of them Just how kind of you to let me come oh watch my sun hat oh it's so sunny books that take place in san francisco where we've been like this author didn't go to san francisco this author has never been to san francisco even
1: the geography like this author takes the time to explain the geography of them moving around San Francisco, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. They walk down a river, first of all. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. They walk down. His his condo is near a river. So I'm just like, um, is it Mission Creek?
0: Yeah, that's a river. Which is
1: in, like, the southeast yeah, section there's of some the city. condos. But then they can see the Golden Gate Bridge, right. which is in the north. Nope. And then, like... It's walking distance from the heart of the city, and I don't know what he means by that, yeah, but then also like there are private boats near him and like yeah, there are docks near Mission Creek. that's not where private boats are. Uh-huh. So I'm like, is he near is he in the marina? but like what river is in the marina? And I was mentioning this to one of my roommates and he's like, well, what's a bay but a short, fat river. <laughs> So maybe that's the situation. Yeah. I don't know. You know like, and it also, like, he said hurt. he might take the trolley. Nope. No, he does not no. live in San Francisco. No. Nope.
0: Also, <laughs> um, uh, like it kept referring to how like warm it was outside in San Francisco and how and it sun like, it was like sunny California. It like it kept saying that, and it was like. Who are you? But also her town made no sense. She was able to uh, run around it in a half an hour. She Mm -hmm. said this. Was able to jog around her small town in a half an hour. But also uh, needed a ride home from the bar, which was six minutes driving away from her home. (laughs) Well, she didn't need a ride. Nobody needed a ride anywhere in that town. She wanted a ride. They drove to the house which was walking distance from theirs yeah i uh, what is this
1: i did appreciate every single street in that town is windy something yes i appreciated that too windy river windy valley windy creek and when mac chase mac mcdonald his name is chase mcdonald but he goes by mac so like three douchey names in a row there um when he's just getting into town he's like how the fuck are you supposed to get around everywhere? It's windy everything. What's going on? And then he pulls onto Main... He sees Main Street. He's like, I'm going to drive down Main Street just because it's not called Windy Main Street. I appreciated that.
0: That was funny. Um,
1: <laughs> Claire's humoring me in this moment.
0: I just... I, I was endlessly upset at this book.
1: This book was like, awful.
0: I, I have so many notes of like... What is this bullshit? What is, what so is happening? This? What is happening here? Uh, um, oh, this was great. This was great. The fireplace in the bedroom had been freshly cleaned, and a fire was roaring, despite the fact that it was still hot as hell outside. He's the only one in this house. What? He lit the fire. Also, the he, what l- is he lighting the fire. He lives. In the house-
1: He lives in San Francisco. His blood is very thick, and he's acclimated to cold weather. He's dying in Rhode Island in the summer. Why did he light a fire? I, also, why does he own linen
0: pants? Also, oh. a polo. He was also wearing a polo. Of course. He was wearing a so polo. So he has to live in but the But no, no, no. Here's the thing. She had to unbutton it when they were having sex. He was wearing a buttoned-up polo. What does that even mean? All three buttons? Yes! <laughs> This book was written by an alien yeah. who, was, who was translating the book. From, from Klingon. And then another alien came uh-huh. and translated it again. Uh-huh. Cause it, it uh, I'm sorry. Like we didn't talk about the romance because I'm gonna tell you it's what, stupid. It's fucking bullshit. Uh-huh. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. They get engaged after knowing each other for two weeks. A very long recovery time in a hospital in a uh-huh. city she doesn't know, and two more weeks. Can I?
1: So, this is uh, similar to what I mentioned in the last episode about how the new relationship is exactly like the old relationship. Uh-huh. When he tells the story of his. First of all, he's like, oh my God, my wife went crazy. No, no. no. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, he met his wife, uh, Leanne. Uh, They had a whirlwind romance, got married right away, and almost immediately started having a kid. Uh Or trying to get pregnant. And that took a while. And then um, she became pregnant, and then the child died shortly after she gave birth. And that was the beginning of the end of their relationship. So it was like a super whirlwind relationship. And he talks about, like, oh, looking back, we probably moved too quickly, whatever, whatever.
0: Just he's known again.
1: this 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 girl, this twenty year old girl, for like a month and he's like, Let's get married. I'm just like, Do you not recognize the patterns of the relationships that you are falling into? Yeah.
0: And I, I think like uh, so one of, Yeah, one of the things that was in that like preamble, the the thing was like uh, will they be able to get over each other's things? Annalise is twenty. She has no things. She has no things. Like the one wound well, she had was that sh- her uh, dead twin. Her dead twin. <laughs> and, and we are all laughing very hard at this. But like uh, when she was a baby. She and her twin were born. Uh, her twin had bad lungs and she had a bad heart. Mm-hmm. They had to make a choice between the two babies. Mm-hmm. They transplanted the heart out of the twin into her. Yeah. And so the, the twin died. So
1: her... Although they...
0: this was the weirdest thing. They mentioned that the twin was on life support. You've taken the heart out of a child. Yeah. You've, also, are what, you doing? Do they? There do, was no support. Do they do heart transplants? On- I did have to look that up because I was like, "That's fucking impossible." Yeah. But it is not. Okay. They have. They did a heart transplant on a baby that was uh, like two minutes born. Okay. And was a. Okay. And was premature. So okay. like,
1: it I happens. was also sure. But when they were born, their names were Anna and Liesel. Mm-hmm. And Liesel was the one who had her heart taken away.
0: Yeah.
1: Um L- Liesel was sacrificed so that her sister could live. So then they changed Anna's name to Annalise. Yep. So that she always had a part of Liesel with her. Well, also the heart. Yeah. like... <laughs>
0: And this was a very interesting story. Yeah. Like, but I'm going to say this. It had no effect on her. None at all. None at all.
1: Like- Except that she had a necklace, the diamond necklace. And he's like, oh, why does a, a young woman of your age have a diamond necklace and not a funky charm? That's literally what it said. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah,
0: You're a dick, bro. Yep. You're a dick.
1: Can we talk about Gretchen?
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about Gretchen. <laughs> I
1: really liked Gretchen. Gretchen is Annalise's best friend. And so Gretchen overstepped some boundaries by sort of like stealing Annalise's phone to get Max contact information. And part of it was sort of like, oh, this is funny. But I think also part of it was like, we don't know this guy. And my friend is going home with him. So I just want to be able to track him down in case something happens. That's the impression that I got. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Which is fine. As soon as Annalise was figuring this out, she's like, that bitch did this and this. That sneaky bitch. I'm like... She was looking out for you. Yeah, but also like that's your first instinct to say those things about your best friend? Who
0: you've known for a very long time. What is wrong with you? Yeah. And didn't talk to Gretchen. Oh, talk to Gretchen again later after the accident. Right, 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 right.
1: But yeah, and Gretchen was just like, hey, oh, that RJ guy, he has a crush on you. Oh, you're not interested in it. Oh, that guy's just like into town. Go have sex with him if that's what you want to do, girl. Yeah. yeah, Which I have- also approve oh, of. Oh, he broke your heart. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I want to be here for you. Let's go yeah. get over and let's do this Look, other thing. I am
0: fine with these two having sex. Mm-hmm. I want to say that. I'm fine with this. <sighs> I'm not like, it's like, whatever. It's like, one, he should not be getting her drunk. Nope. At all. Two, if she is drunk, he shouldn't be having sex with her.
1: And he tried to say no. And then she showed up and was just like, how dare you not fuck me? And he's like. Oh, this is really sexy. I'm going to fuck you now.
0: Yeah. No, nope. it's not good. It's not good. Red flag. How old are you? Who knows? I think you're 18. Let's do it. I think she's like 17. Honestly, I think it was definitely like high school stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm done. Okay. Like, like I've talked a lot. Yeah.
1: Can I, I also want to mention um, Leanne for a little bit. Mm-hmm. The ex-wife. Right. Who, quote, went crazy. The way he talked about her, I was expecting her to be like the crazy wife in the attic. Yeah, Totally. No, and there was after the after they lost the child, she did attempt suicide, and it's very sad, and like he's trying to divorce her and she won't sign the paperwork and like she's crazy, whatever. She shows up at his house and it's like So I hear you've been hanging out with this like twenty-year-old? And he's like, It's none of your business. I mean you're just you just want nothing was ever good enough for you. And she's like I was mourning the death of our child, and you were at work all the time. You weren't there for me. Yeah. And he's like, I had to, I did what I needed to do to survive. And in that, in that interaction, I was like, oh no, Leanne was going through a rough time and like, obviously needs like, some kind of help in the form of like, therapy or something. But like... I'm on her side. I totally get where she was coming from.
0: Also, I don't know the timeline, except for the fact that right at the time that he was going to the Cordon Bleu, Mm -hmm. he met her. Mm -hmm. So they lost the baby right around the time the restaurant was being made. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did abandon her.
1: He abandoned his grieving wife.
0: Right. Um...
1: But it was her fault because she just, like, nothing was good enough for her.
0: When the sous chef was doing all the work anyway. Oh, right? we already talked Jeff? about Jeff was the, be- was the better one. He was great. So, yeah. I was just, like, how like, we Like, he supposed- started divorcing her just, be- like, just because she was sad. Yeah. Like, that's... He does not... And because not- she attempted suicide. Like, well, that's not... Uh, well, she started... She attempted suicide after they separated. Oh, okay. But, like... Uh, he didn't talk to her about it. No. Find her, like... No. Lost the baby. They were sad for a little bit. He started to get over it. He divorced her. Yeah. And, like, pushed... Like, moved out of their house. Yeah. He took all the money with him. Yeah.
1: So, by the end of this book, I'm like, Well, you know what, Annalise? Don't try and get pregnant, or, like, it's not gonna work out for you.
0: Man, your life is gonna be weird, girl. Yeah. Flight attendant.
1: And there... Yeah! For an airline that doesn't exist anymore. Um... There was a point where the, like, the first time Leanne and Annalise met, and they were perfect, they were chilly but civil to each other, I kind of wanted Leanne to take Annalise aside and be like, listen, this is the shit that he pulled. I'm just letting you know. I wanted to, her to have a, um, oh, what was her name? Um, Dorothea moment. Uh-huh. She's like, listen, girl, this is what I went through. I'm not telling you what to do. You're an adult. Barely. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just saying this is the shit that I went through. So, you know, think about it. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted Annalise to be like, oh, fuck, you're right. Okay, I'm moving to Seattle. I'm going to go start my life there.
0: Bye. Yeah. I'm wearing a $6,000 diamond. I can just sell that because I have my sister's heart. So I don't actually need to wear this diamond. And I have my sister's heart in her name. And I can just use that to move anywhere I want in the world. Right. Because... I have no ties to anything, and because I went to community college online, I don't actually have student debt because my mother paid for that. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was that book. That was that book.
0: Tasting His Omega, a Mapleville celebrity chef novel, male male non shifter, alpha omega M Preg, Mapleville Omegas book four by Lorelei M Hart and Ophelia Hart. <laughs>
1: so much that you just said to (laughs) me
0: fame isn't always what it's cracked up to be uh, Lucas loves being a chef It is his calling Unfortunately his calling comes with the side of being famous Lucas can't even go to a simple craft fair Without having hordes of people swarming him Wanting an autograph A, a recipe of photo op Professionally he has the world by the balls But personally he's, he can never be sure If someone wants him for him or for his fame And that makes it for a very lonely existence omega harrison was born in mapleville and raised there by his grandfather after his mother died far too young and his father rejected him choosing to search out fame over his own son harrison likes his life even if after the passing of his grandfather it is all a most solitary existence handcrafting beautiful furniture from wood pays his bills but his true love of creating beautiful art pieces from the random fallen branches and logs he finds in the woods behind his house. When Harrison drops an and uh, when Harrison drops an empty box on the way to his truck after a successful unjuried craft show, Lucas can't help but be intrigued. Unbelievable <laughs> 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 <me> <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. help but be intrigued. The sexy woodworker agrees to a date before they both leave town. The date goes better than expected, and Harrison leaves in the morning, unknowingly pregnant. Lucas immediately feels the loss of the omega and thinks of his uh, thinks as his <laughs> thinks he thinks of as his and when an opportunity arises to shoot a television show in Mapleville the town Harrison had mentioned being from Lucas jumps at the chance to reconnect only problem is after Harrison's father rejected him he is pretty against having anything to do with fame tasting his god is a super sweet with some naughty heat (sighs) the way this is spelled (laughs) yeah with some naughty heat non-shifter male pregnancy romance with a guaranteed happily ever after naughty is spelled k-n-o-t-t-y
1: we'll get into that
0: yes we will um, <laughs> That is... Oh, my God. That's, like, half the length of the book itself. Oh, my... Oh, like, I, I am still amazed, like, that an unjuried craft fair... Yeah. We didn't need that in the synopsis. No. That it was unjuried. It's important
1: for craft folk, I suppose.
0: Oh, craft folk. You and your love of man-man pregnancy romance stories.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Okay. Indeed. So, Neil. Yes. Tell me what happens in this book. Okay. So. Primer first on Alpha Omegas.
1: Yep. Yep. So, before we get into it, a little uh, survey of this subgenre. So, as the title suggests, and, you know, it said, M-Preg, male pregnancy. So, men are getting pregnant. Okay. Um, Alpha Omega. I had to do a bit I w I'm vague I was vaguely aware.
0: Well, and we read one that was a shifter Alpha Omega. Um
1: No, it wasn't an he wasn't an Omega. Oh, that's right. He was a beta. Right! Which Right. Yeah. Oh my god. So, here we go. So according to fanlore.org, uh this subgenre actually started as supernatural fanfiction. Where somebody posted a a request for a fanfic between Jared and Jensen. And this is what came out of it. So. Alpha, Omega. Uh, I'm just going to read uh, what fan lore says. So basic elements. There are alphas, betas, and omegas. Alphas are generally dominant and able to impregnate omegas. Male alphas usually have a knot when aroused. In some works, female alphas are also able to impregnate others. A knot, K-N-O-T... Uh, is their penises look like dog penises and that there's a knot of tissue at the base of the penis so that when they are inside of someone it's harder to pull out which makes it which increases the probability of impregnating someone betas Christine is flabbergasted Betas are subordinate to alphas and may or may not be able to impregnate omegas. In some works, betas aren't present and the trope is known as alpha omega. In others, they take the role and functions of omegas and omegas aren't present. Betas are often presented as having, quote, normal human anatomy with none of the special attributes of alphas or omegas. Okay. Omegas are generally lowest on the hierarchy, although in some works, omegas are rare and prized. Male omegas are self-lubricating and have the ability to become pregnant, sometimes referred to as being bred or mated. Lovers may form pair bonds with a special connection with telepathic or empathic qualities. Paired alphas may be jealous and possessive of their mate, while the omega may become submissive. Omegas and alphas may go into heat and need to have sex. This may be the only time omegas are fertile. The ratio of alphas to betas to omegas within the population is sometimes mentioned in fanfic, but varies depending on the needs of the plot. From these basic elements, a wide variety of fan works can be constructed. Some ABO works are straight-up porn, some explore social justice issues, some turn the trope on its head and make alphas rather than omegas, the disenfranchised group, etc. ABO is mainly known as a fic trope, but fan art is possible. So that's the world we have entered into. i I'm both excited and very apologetic that I brought us here. It's Ooh. in
0: some ways amazing in did you confirm are the is are the authors one actually two different people? Two, are they women? They have like femme names? Yeah,
1: I'm probably. Yeah. I didn't do any research. Yeah. I just saw Alpha, Omega, M-Preg and Prag. I'm like... That's all we got. That's all I need.
0: Yeah, it is one of those things that makes me wonder, like, how much women really like this, because women like those books where two people have to take care of each other Mm -hmm. so much, but also, like, the fantasy of somebody being in charge and someone being Mm -hmm. submissive without it being women, so they're not And somebody being pregnant. And someone being pregnant, but without it crossing into the weird feminist territory, so they can, like, put these fantasies on two men, but Mm -hmm. also fantasizing about a man being that submissive and being that caring and mm-hmm. also being pregnant and having mm-hmm. to go through pregnancy and think like women think sometimes mm-hmm. when they're pregnant so like it's 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 amazing <laughs> uh, it's it's truly it's it's, ins- it's i i don't know what to say
1: yeah i don't either um, uh-huh. but here we are okay so we open at uh A craft fair near Mapleville, an unjuried craft fair, excuse me. They say that
0: so many times. Right. So many times. Which means some of these people are selling shit from China. Yeah. That's what it means.
1: And that happens. Yeah. Lucas calls somebody out. So Lucas is a celebrity chef looking for things there? I don't actually I don't know, know why. <laughs>
0: he's
1: looking for things. He and loves there.
0: crafts! He's there
1: with his assistant, Warren. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Warren is the best.
0: Warren's the best. Also a beta, maybe?
1: I think so. <laughs> but also the best. It's not mentioned. He gets his shit done. He's sassy, but, like, not pushy and not creepy, and he's great. So, Lucas is trying to find something... Bowls. Bowls, I guess. Wood
0: bowls.
1: Wooden bowls. I don't know why. It doesn't say.
0: Yeah, I would say, like, it immediately does set up that he's an alpha the way he talks to other people. Mm -hmm. So, like, I hate to, like, say that, but, like, just the idea that he's a man in charge. Yeah. That sets it up very well. That he's a man in charge who knows what he's doing.
1: Also, in this book, alphas and omegas are, it's, like, a well-known thing, and... I don't know if people who aren't alphas or omegas can tell by looking at each other who the other is, but like when Lucas and Harrison first meet, they both know right away that one is an omega and one is an alpha. Yeah, And it, it, um, later it talks about their scent a lot. So this, this, I think this... Uh, subgenre involves werewolves a lot and like the idea of the pack mentality and the the canine like penis and all of that so this is why they're non shifters because they're not werewolves and but it talks about like pheromones is a big thing like they they get intoxicated by each other's scent a lot
0: which accounts for how easy it was to ask each other out
1: yeah 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 (laughs) but it doesn't mention that right away but they're still able to like clock each other right away so I don't know anyway it's a well known thing everyone's okay with it it's never an issue that people are gay that men are getting pregnant. It's never a thing. So this is the world in which we live. Sure. Um, so Warren and Lucas are split in the fair somewhere, and Warren sends Lucas pictures of these like gorgeous wooden bowls, and Lucas is like buy all of them because money's no issue for him. And then towards the end, he's able to ex- extract himself from the hordes of fans. And he runs into Harrison, and he's like, oh, I'm the one who bought all your bulls. Harrison has tattoos and beards, and a beard, and that is Lucas's thing. (laughs) Like, Lucas is like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Guess what he is. So they um, are like, oh, you're hot. Oh, you're hot. Want to come to my hotel room? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So they go to Lucas's hotel room. Easy. Easy, which is fine. Which is how it should be. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then great.
1: they're they're getting at it, and um, from what I that little you know research that I did from fan lore and just how this book dealt with them, some of these things, I think these authors were purposefully sort of like working against trope. Because when they're about to have sex, Lucas is like, "Do you want me to fuck you or do you want to fuck me?" And Harrison is like, "Alphas never offer that. Omega's never fuck alphas. What's going on? Oh, this is an interesting idea. No, I want to get fucked real bad.
0: <laughs> um, and then he
1: takes an old condom out of his wallet. Nope. And reading
0: it, I'm like, nope. That's we. Uh, I mean, we know this is a male pregnancy book, so we know this was. So we know what's going to happen. But also, we're like, oh no, you would not. Don't keep that. in No, your Don't no, stop. that's not and safe and then or he's good.
1: Surprised when he's pregnant. I know. Uh, we uh, Harrison.
0: Harrison. Oh, you sweet baby! No! Sweet baby
1: with a baby! Like, ugh, oh, no. This is, why, this is why we don't keep condoms in our wallets. Bad news, bad news. Bad news bears. So, um, they fuck real good, and then, um, Harrison leaves in the middle of the night. Because he's like, I'm super into this guy, but he's only here for, like, oh, a week or a few days or whatever. I don't want to deal with it. Bye.
0: Yeah, uh, also seems completely legitimate like, like yeah yeah i'm out thanks that was fun i mean but
1: he doesn't talk to him like that's, he steals away while lucas it's is a sleeping, little rude which is but rude
0: honestly fine whatever Get out.
1: love him and leave him that's how claire does it out out um so then the book skips a few months I found that really interesting. We skip ahead months at a time several times in this book. This book is very short. It's like 150-something pages. We go through a whole pregnancy. Like, it Uh is a very efficient and economically written book. (laughs) Anyway. So, a few months later, um, Lucas is starting a new reality show that's, like, half about him opening a restaurant and then also half cooking show. Yep. So it's about the dramas of opening a new restaurant, and then he also teaches the audiences how to cook. I don't know. And the producers are like, you need to pick a place. You need to pick a place. Here are all these locations that we scouted, whatever, whatever. And um, one of the options is Mapleville, and Lucas is like, why does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah. Yeah that woodworker and it took him a while to remember it but as soon as he told warren like oh we're doing mapleville warren's like oh because of that guy you fucked (laughs)
0: because warren is on it
1: on his shit
0: (laughs) so then um
1: lucas and warren moved to mapleville to sort of like get ready for the show Uh um
0: it's the same day Yeah. Same day that our that our man Harrison
1: finds out that he's pregnant, finds
0: out and confirms he's pregnant.
1: Yep. And that's also when we meet uh, Vivian, Mm -hmm. who was his mother's best friend. She's a sassy old broad. I love her. She's like, I know what's best, and everyone's like, sometimes she does, and sometimes she doesn't. But just like, you just got to let her say her piece because there's no stopping Vivian. Uh, (laughs) And she's great. She's the local florist, and um, Harrison is a woodworker. Everybody orders his like cribs and all the is It's great. Um, and he's like, oh my god, I'm pregnant and I'm single and I don't know what I'm going to do. And Vivian's like, no, we'll work it out. We'll be okay. Also, we find that Harrison's mother died in childbirth. So he's like, is, is that something I'm going to have to worry about? We find out later she had had a disease as a child that um, caused a heart condition and that's why she died. It's not a genetic thing. So they're like, you're going to be fine. Like, you you are perfectly healthy and should have a, a smooth pregnancy. And Vivian's there. And so is uh, Jackson. Uh-huh. With no S.
0: <sighs> Jackson with an X. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: J-A-X-O. And I assume that he's in an upcoming book. He's like.
0: A, I assume him and Warren are both an upcoming. Yeah, news. yeah,
1: yeah. So Jackson is a f- friend's kid who like inherited money and just like pissed it away with like. It so just now, made some bad. Now he does choices. photography. Yeah, so now he's uh, Harrison's assistant and like keeps up his social media presence for him. And he seems like really spacey and sort of wandering. And then there's one point where Harrison's like, "So Jackson, like." What are you going to do? And Jackson's like, oh, here's my plan for my career. And Harrison's like, oh, oh, you kind of do have your shit together. Okay, <laughs> great. Great, great, great. Um, so then uh, Lucas and Harrison run into each other and Harrison confronts Lucas about the baby. He said it in the funniest way possible. He Lucas was like, oh, why'd I'm, you skip out on me, bro? I love
0: this line. And
1: Harrison was like, oh, sorry. These are my reasons. Blah, blah, blah. Also, apparently I didn't leave that, that hotel room alone. What? And Lucas is like, what are you? Oh, fuck. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> so then they decide to get married. Mm-hmm. Here's the reasoning behind it. Harrison hates fame. As it says in the back of the book, his father like abandoned him to go become famous and never became famous. He loves his tiny little town. He doesn't want the spotlight. He doesn't want the paparazzi. And after he discovers that Lucas is famous, he's like, oh my god, like, your lover and your love child, like, we're gonna be in the paparazzi. I don't want that, but more than that, I don't want that for my kid. And Lucas is like no, that's fair. No, I get it. How, what do we do? And Harrison's like, let's get married. But it's just so that the tabloids won't be like, oh, the unwed father, whatever, whatever. And then also so that if anything happens, Harrison can be like, hey, this guy is responsible for taking care of my kid. And Lucas is like, fair. No, I get it. So then I kept talking about like oh, it's just for show, this marriage? Like, the narrative was like...
0: Despite the fact that both of them in their heads are like, I love that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the marriage is like, it's just for show, it's just for show. No, it's the opposite of that. It's just for the, the, like, dry legal reasoning of marriage. It's not for show
0: at all. Yeah, no, it's it's actually very reasoned. Right, and (laughs) then it was just like, oh, this
1: fake marriage. It's like, no, it's like the whole point of it is that it's a legitimate like yeah. legally legitimate it's marriage.
0: Maybe loveless except for the fact that except for the fact it, that
1: they both love each other. Right. They don't know it yet though.
0: And um
1: so then uh, stuff happens blah 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 and then Lucas is like, "Oh, should I love Harrison and I should tell him that?" So then he makes the wooing cookies. This part was amazing. <laughs> was so-, so Harrison gets up early every day. So and he's super pregnant. And he slept until, like, 8.30 one morning. And he's putzing around the house. And then there's a doorbell. Uh, his doorbell sounds. And he's like, what the what? And he goes, and he opens the door. And it's Warren with, like, five bakery boxes. And it's just like, I brought you cookies. Lucas made you cookies. I was supposed to deliver these to you every half hour starting at 7. And it looked like you were still asleep. So if... If Lucas asks, can you just tell him that I started at seven, but like here are your cookies. Because Lucas finds out that uh, Harrison's favorite dessert, snack, treat, whatever, is oatmeal cookies. So he makes each box, each half hour box is a different type of oatmeal cookie. And then Harrison eventually calls them his wooing cookies. And it's like, how many are there? And Warren's like, well, um, considering how early he got up and how many batches were coming out, I think you're set until like noon. (laughs) And Harrison's like, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. So he goes to the restaurant where they're setting up for the show, and he's like, I love you, it's fine! So then they're in love with each other, and then he's the wooing cookies. I thought that was really cute. I
0: thought that was cute, too.
1: Because, And I really enjoyed, in both of these books, but especially in this book, the fact that Lucas is a chef mattered to the plot yes. because one it had to do with his career it's what brought him into the town it's it's why he was at the fair ostensibly the unjuried craft fair it's what brought him to Mapleville and he used his baking as a way to woo Harrison so it was like important to the relationship and we find out by the end of the book he's frozen the cookies so he's still sort of like chipping away at them and it's like a really sweet thing and so it, like, matters. It matters to the story that he is a chef. Yep. And I really appreciated that.
0: Also, he was uh, a much better chef.
1: He was a much was, better chef. It
0: made much more sense. Mm-hmm. At the top, he decided. And he went to, to the Cordon Bleu in Paris. He went to the Cordon <laughs> Bleu in Paris. Uh, because if you're fucking writing a fantasy book, you might as well go Why to the Cordon Bleu in go and go goddamn Paris. Paris. <sighs> oh. um, anyway... Yeah, no, when he's uh, making Harrison the first meal and he decides to make him. Uh, meatloaf. Meatloaf. Yeah.
1: He's like, I could make him this big fancy thing, but like, he seems like the type of person that really appreciates like comfort food. So I'm going to make him meatloaf, but I'm just going to make him a fancy meatloaf. Yeah. So he makes him a fancy meatloaf. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, no, it was. And it seemed like. A really good meatloaf, mm-hmm. it seemed, but it was simple, but also they didn't get into it so much that I couldn't like pick it apart. It was just yeah, like yeah, yeah here's yeah, what yeah. he did. And it made total sense. Was, oh, yeah. And also, that's exactly the type of meal you could have, like, cooking while your guest comes over, mm-hmm. and then you get to take it out of the oven, and it's fresh, and, like, there's mm-hmm. your guest. Like, that's, that is that yeah. is a perfect meal yeah. to have over was, for like, somebody who's coming like that. There was a
1: side dish, too. I forget what it was. It was, but like,
0: mashed potatoes or something. or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, something. Starch on starch.
0: Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> this one was, like, a protein in a starch. Uh, well,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, this. Don't try and tell me there's no starch in meatloaf, Claire. There's
0: 100%, but it's more protein than it is yeah, starch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not
1: risotto. <laughs> it's
0: not fucking ri-
1: <laughs> <laughs> So angry. Ah, I love the things that you get angry at. Like you, it's you, great.
0: Uh, you can... Uh, anyway. Anyway. So... Uh, so then there... Um, one of the things I really liked about mm-hmm. this book, and I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. One of the things I really liked... And it was just a moment that was lovely that I wish was, like, just a truth in the world. He finds out he's pregnant. He goes to the doctor to check on the health of the baby. Now, it doesn't it doesn't occur to him. He's not going to get an abortion. He doesn't want one. The, but the stress of having a baby is a lot. He'd be a single father. He has to mm-hmm. raise the baby himself. Like, he's got a, a business that's successful. But, you know, like, it would be hard. Mm-hmm. But he is joyful. Like he finds out he's pregnant and he's joyful Mm -hmm. and like, uh, and he was supported in that joy. Yeah. Like uh, there's so many like women who you become a mother, you're a single mother because of, you know, an accident or something Mm -hmm. happens. And, and like the immediate thing in every piece of literature is immediate depression. How am I going to take care of this? Mm Mm-hmm and there's not the support system even when they have the support system around them that is like oh my god a baby that's so exciting this is going to be very stressful how can I help you Mm -hmm. it's always just like oh shit you single lady
1: Yes. You,
0: so so this is yeah, nice.
1: nobody ever said how are you gonna do it or you can't do this by yourself. No. But at the same time, the narrative did say babies are always good news and that is not true.
0: Right, that's not true.
1: And then there was another point where it said, No matter what their relationship, the child's father should always be part of the child's life, and that is also not.
0: That's true. also not true, and not like, and and I'm not trying to like make. But it I think seem that's like,
1: part of the fantasy,
0: right? Is that
1: there, like, and especially if this is written by women, that it's like nobody's questioning, like, oh, how are you going to do it? Everyone's just like, oh, how can I help? Yeah. Which is which is what pregnant people need.
0: Yeah. Oof. Yeah. No, and I thought like, and it was like. If and even in Harrison's mind, like there was never a thought to himself, like, oh, I'd better reach out to that guy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's just like, okay, well now I'm now I'm a parent. Yeah. Here, here we go. And it it was just, it was just nice, Mm -hmm. And, and nice in a way I didn't know I was missing that. Yeah. So, so like, which would be nice too, like if somebody gets pregnant and they're just like, oh, I guess I better go get an abortion. And just like. Yeah. And like all the friends about like going, "Oh yeah, how can we support that?" Sure, whatever. Not just like, "Oh, I have a choice to make." It's like, "No, the choice was in set in who I am as a human being mm-hmm. already. This is what I want. If I get pregnant, I'm going to have I'm going to have the baby, and everybody around me is going to support me in that. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to freak out." Yeah. Um or if I get pregnant, I'm going to get an abortion. And everybody's going to be around and support me for that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not the conversation uh. and it was upset. And it's it was Oddly nice to read that. Yeah. Also, yes, it does feel like there are strange Christian values being imposed upon On these
1: pregnant gay men. upon
0: these pregnant gay men with and that dog is penises. Also part only of only one of
1: them has a dog penis,
0: right? But that's also part of the fantasy. No, no, no. They both had dog penises because they said, "You are not my nut." What? They they both. I don't think. so. Yes. Oh, okay. Because they both talked about each other's knots. Oh. This is so gross. I okay. hate that part so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, it was... So, I do feel like that's part of the fantasy, mm. that, that maybe there's straight women out there writing these books who are like, if I could just write these gay men in such a way like this, then it's okay. Yeah. It then did it's, feel it's a little like It's very, like, that.
1: Americana wholesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, it maybe not true, maybe I'm imposing that on the idea, but, it, I mean, it, like... It
1: felt that way to me, also. Alright. Yeah. Um, so then, there's a point where Lucas gets a job in... Was it Rhode Island? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the next, the next TV gig was in Rhode Island. Harrison finds... A very pregnant Harrison finds out, and... Lucas comes back and Harrison is just like sobbing and packing at the same time. That felt like such a real moment. I know. And Lucas is like, <laughs> Lucas is like, what the fuck are you doing? And Harrison is like, oh so we're going to Rhode Island now, and I just, I have so much to deal with because I'm pregnant, and I have to get us to Rhode Island. And Lucas is like, oh, calm down, let's talk about it. So what I appreciated <laughs> is that it was, and and they had had the conversation. Harrison hates big cities hates the spotlight, hates all of that. Lucas, his career is the spotlight. His career is big cities. But it was very apparent that each of them was willing to compromise on the lifestyle that they wanted to lead to be with the other person. And of course at the end because this is a Mapleville Omega book uh, Lucas steps out of the spotlight. He quits TV to open up a restaurant in Mapleville to stay there because he because he knows that Harrison being in that town was more important to him than him being on TV.
0: Yep, which was great. And I mean, but like, they also did set that in a little bit at the top in that he doesn't yeah, yeah, like yeah. the fame part. Yeah, and he didn't necessarily like the TV part. Right. right so right. I, I felt comfortable in that choice. Sure. That, sure that was sure. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not not a choice that was against character. Right.
1: It wasn't somebody giving up a part of themselves for the sake of the relationship, which I always hate. It And I've never been in that situation, so it's easy for me to say, but uh, whatever. Anyway, so then there's, like, they have a surprise real wedding, and they stay, and it's lovely. And this book moved very quickly. It was just, like, really sweet. Um, Harrison goes into labor, and he finds out they're just going to have to have a C-section.
0: Which I was like... I didn't think there was anything else that was going to have to happen. I, I didn't,
1: I didn't <laughs> do enough like, research, mm-hmm. but apparently there is a way nope. that There's omegas a, I'm gonna, ha- give birth better. without a C-section. No, I don't know not. how I didn't do the research.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel I had done enough re- Anyway, so he has to get a C-section. I was
0: perfectly happy with us just accepting that it was probably a C-section.
1: So he's about to have a C-section. Your
0: baby hole. And he- Weird baby hole. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know what? He's self lubricating, so who knows what's going Maybe on down there? It just there.
0: opens up. Maybe. Ugh. I don't know. I don't want this.
1: He has it. <laughs> he has a uterus that's accessible through his anal canal. Like, who knows what's going on in there? <laughs> he got pregnant through his butthole. Like, don't try and tell me there's nowhere for the baby to come out. We don't know.
0: We <laughs> don't know what's happening. <laughs>
1: But I did appreciate... So they find out that he's going to have to have a C-section... Because the baby's heartbeat is a little irregular. And they're like... Oh my god! We have heard that's really bad and blah blah blah. And then the doctor... The lady doctor comes in. She is on top of her shit. She's amazing. And she's like... You know what? She lifts up her shirt. She has a C-section scar. She's like... I've had three kids through C-section. It's going to be fine. You're all going to be great. So then he has the baby. Everybody's happy. He names the baby Luca. It's a daughter... He names the baby Luca. After Lucas, obviously. And everyone's like, Oh my god, how did you find a way to... It's like, oh god, that part bothered me a lot. I don't know why. It just did. Um, but then they have the baby and then they're a big happy family. And then um, Lucas opens up uh, his restaurant. And it's everything's going to be great. And then, most important of all... At the end of the book, there's a recipe for oatmeal cookies. And it has a whole list of, it's like the oatmeal cookie base, and then there's a whole list of like, here are things that you can throw in there, like things that are mentioned in the book, like different stuff to put in there, candied ginger, chocolate chips, all of that stuff. Um, Which and we- then it's like, but do whatever you want, they're your cookies. It yeah. was amazing.
0: Yeah, it was like, oh hell yeah! Yeah,
1: and here's the thing: I personally don't like oatmeal raisin cookies because I hate raisins. But if I see an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie, mm, on I'm board. on top of it. Yeah. I am on top of it. So now, next time I bake, I think I'm gonna use this recipe and see how these oatmeal cookies come out.
0: Oh, I bet with like candy ginger that oh, is fucking delicious. Candy
1: ginger and like. I don't know. Something tart to go with it, like raspberry, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's gonna or like chocolate with
0: almonds. Oh god! Uh, I'm, like the th- possibilities are endless. Yeah, a thing of like caramel right in the middle of it.
1: Oh. Ankh. So that was that book.
0: Yeah, that was that book. Okay, Claire. <gasps> Neil, are you ready
1: to fuck Mary Kill? Let's
0: play fuck Mary, girl. Yo. All right.
1: Would you like to go first?
0: Yeah. You ready?
1: Yeah. All right. Fuck I was Mary. Born ready. Fuck Mary. Kill. Yes.
0: All of these. It's a chef. Okay. So put in your mind a chef. Okay. From, either. The Macaroni Grill. Uh huh. Chipotle. Uh huh. Puka de Beppo. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm trying to
1: think if I've ever eaten at a Macaroni Grill. Um, It's Italian food, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's,
0: like, upscale a little bit. It's, like, okay, okay so you, you think of the Olive Garden. Uh-huh. Um, take away the crap. <laughs> so what's left? No microwaves. Uh-huh. So and,
1: it's not Olive Garden at all, darling.
0: Right. So it's, like, Olive Garden without microwaves. So it's not okay. great Italian food, but it's way better. And okay. they started the American love affair with olive oil and bread
1: i do love olive like, oil, and, and we bread. all love it
0: and that's that's been happening and for centuries that's been happening for centuries but olive garden was like yeah new mexico you get it now too <laughs> 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 italians back east and secretly in your own town love this <laughs> here you go <laughs>
1: oh good okay
0: <laughs> you're on prom here's bread and olive oil <laughs>
1: okay so I'm I'm fucking marrying or killing a chef of each of these places yeah okay um I think I'm going to fuck the chef from Chipotle and get some guac for free
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yep I'm going to marry the chef from Buca di Beppo. Is Buca di Beppo what I think it is? Uh, it's not a chain, is it? Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, Buca di Beppo's a chain.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Also I don't, Italian. Also Italian. Also Italian. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it's also Italian. It's just like family style. Okay. Everything you order is family style. Okay,
1: I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm going to marry that chef. And it makes I'm gonna, total sense. I'm going to kill the macaroni grill chef. Ah. What about you?
0: Well, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I'll be real honest. Um, yeah, except I don't like buca di beppo at all, and okay. I think like these large amounts of Italian food is very poorly made. Oh, so I'm see, gonna okay. kill the buca di beppo person. I'm going to marry the chipotle person and i'm going to fuck the macaroni grill person because i think like once more down memory lane sure why not chipotle you always know how to make the steak the way i like it Mm. i will like that forever
1: yeah but what about the it wasn't e coli what did they
0: yeah it was something like that yeah um that in the boudoir that's not what you want yeah but they fixed that problem did they um Well, did anybody really?
1: (laughs) That's one of the most clear answers I've ever heard.
0: (laughs) Carl's Jr., or whatever that restaurant is, also had that same problem. Oh, Jack in the Box. It was Jack in the Box. Jack Mm -hmm. in the Box hamburgers killed a bunch of people in the 80s. And they were like, well, we're done with Jack in the Box. And Jack in the Box is like, nope. I'm back because my my head exploded on television for a while, so that made you feel happy. And they're like, "Yeah, fuck it, why not?" And since then, all the same number of people have probably died from their hamburgers. They just didn't go to the hospital in time, so we don't know what they died of. Oh my god! That's every restaurant ever. That's what I'm saying. It's all the restaurants. This is a fact. All right. You have this, like, yeah. It's just probably actually what happened at chipotle because if you remember they used to have lemons out near the iced tea uh-huh. and that stopped that's actually probably where it was oh, and people okay. were taking those lemons in their hands and putting them directly in their drinks but all people were reaching into the same lemon thing and getting lemons and squeezing them into their drinks so it was just like a crazy number of People who haven't washed their hands and any of the, because lemons in restaurants, regardless, rarely get washed on the outside. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they get cut and chopped and then just put into glasses. So that's actually probably where the E. coli was. Shit, lemons. I- <laughs> How did we get to this place? We were, not a
1: few minutes ago, we were talking about oatmeal cookies and now we're talking about shit lemons. Why? Why do you do this, Claire?
0: I love you so much. Oh, <laughs> God.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <He> just, <laughs> shit lemons. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <deal.
1: laughs> okay. Claire. Yes? Fuck, Mary. kill. Mac. Jeff and lucas
0: oh oh okay i'm gonna marry lucas okay yeah he was great yeah i liked everything about him i totally commit to that man yeah yeah yeah. he was very happy to raise a child yeah that was great yeah let's just do this thing i'm fine with that Uh um killing chase yeah mac mac chase mac mac chase i don't whatever mcdonald chase mcdonald yeah uh i'm killing him because yeah
1: fuck that guy fuck that but guy. actually
0: fuck jeff
1: yeah sure
0: uh married in a committed relationship uh-huh. has gotten into this really a business relationship with his best friend and done all the work uh-huh. and is actually probably actually a good chef yeah and is like looking at that risotto every time it goes out the window going what the fuck is wrong with that man <laughs> Also not that many people at restaurants order that risotto. Uh, yeah. Like people like people look at risotto and they're like, "Oh, that's a mark of a fancy restaurant." And then they order the other thing. <laughs> 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 oh. Anyway, that's Nobody it. Nobody
1: ever orders the risotto. They just have a waiter walk around with it mm-hmm. every like 20 minutes, Some mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh, fancy risotto. Oh my. I'll have the tortellini." <laughs> fact yeah anyway and you um kill chase mac mcdonald's kill chase mac garbage person mac and cheese that's what that waitress
0: yeah she was my favorite character in that book <laughs> <laughs> she had one line and all it was was things are everybody loves that risotto huh mac and cheese and he was like don't anybody fucking call me that and i was like I'm calling you Mac and Cheese from <laughs> now on. You fucking son of a bitch. You anyway. Son of a
1: bitch. Um, I'm going to fuck Lucas.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Because he cannot get me pregnant, um, and I don't want to deal with a canine penis more than once. So like,
0: I chose to ignore that as part of our marriage agreement. Well, okay. Yeah, no, I sure, sure, sure. we don't owe anything to each other okay. outside of that because that's well, what it's just <laughs> a
1: marriage for show. Just
0: a marriage for show. Yeah. Um, and financial gain for do myself. Do
1: you think alphas can impregnate women, or is it just omegas?
0: I don't think they want to have sex with women.
1: Do you think all alphas are gay? Yeah. Okay.
0: I think they're all gay. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it felt weird to say hello. <laughs> Good. I don't like it. <laughs> we have such open and interesting conversations about gender and non-binary mm-hmm. things. And we get to Alpha Zone omegas, and we're like, fuck this motherfucking shit. Well, that's because <laughs> it
1: involves canine penises. Is- and that makes me and uncomfortable. Then, like, uh, and
0: where does the baby come out? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, there are men in this day and age who get pregnant. Yes. They do.
1: Uh-huh. But... They- um, Harrison also has a penis. Uh Uh-huh. As far as we know, Harrison doesn't have a vagina. Right. So the birth canal is somewhere else, and we don't know where that's somewhere else.
0: Where is it? I. Where is it? I I don't know. We spent so much time talking about the knot. The knot. But you've decided to not tell me about your birth canal, even though this whole fantasy is about it. I
1: did a little bit of research on another website that... Explained how the impregnation happened, and it was done to such a degree that I know someone has figured out how the baby comes out. I just didn't want to find out.
0: Look, I'm very weirded out by everything we have in front of us. Mm
1: -hmm. Anyway, I'm gonna marry Jeff.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes Um, sense.
1: He's the heart and soul of that restaurant. He uh, makes choices that are great, he's a really good guy, he's a really good friend. And, um, he can make me risotto. Sometimes I want the risotto. And then I can still live in San Francisco.
0: Yay. Yeah, that sounds good.
1: Uh, so the books?
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> um, for as sweet at times and loving as, um, as Omega Mapleville was. Tasting
1: his Omega Mapleville Celebrity oh. Chef Novel MM Non-Shifter Alpha Omega Empreg Mapleville Omega Book 4.
0: Yes, um that one i'm gonna kill it oh i'm sorry as sweet as it was sometimes it's just Mm. i couldn't i just couldn't and i don't i feel like it's one of those things it's a cult it's a there's intentions behind it that i don't know what they are and it's giving me secret messages and i don't know what those are (laughs) Um,
1: it's the illuminati oh my god of erotic fanfic
0: in fact (laughs) m preg is the illuminati of erotic fanfic i'm happy to say that yeah um and I'm def I'm like definitely killing the other book too. Yeah, so I'm yeah. sorry these are both out for me. Okay, a bridge is too far.
1: <laughs> Good. I am also killing uh, dinner and dessert. It was just all- none none of it made sense. Um. Also, I meant to bring up. Um. Annalise had this weird thing that she, like when she and Mac were interacting especially at the beginning she's like oh you're one of those gentlemen aren't you like that meant something i don't know what the fuck she was getting at with that but she was like accusing him of being a gentleman maybe that means something i don't know i i, I, don't, I don't know, know. It she was, was weird. she was a
0: 20 year old who thought she was smart she was a 20 year old so,
1: there's also one point where he's like oh my god you're such an independent woman it's like no she went straight from her mom's house to your house she's never been on her own nope ugh.
0: no and in fact the whole time she even as a 20-year-old woman, she was like, I wonder if I have my mom's permission.
1: Yeah! Because she was 17.
0: Right, because yeah. she was 17.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna kill that book. I'm gonna fuck Tasting His Omega. <laughs> it was really sweet. Um, no one was an asshole.
0: Nobody was an asshole. All this the characters is a, this were great, true.
1: but like, the, the, the conflict and the choices felt realistic, and just like, oh, I understand why you're making that choice. And, like, that makes it difficult, but nobody's being an asshole. So, great. Yeah,
0: this book could have been way worse written.
1: And yeah, it was actually yeah. not bad. It, I was I was impressed with how well it handled a year. Like, it takes place over a calendar year, and, like, it didn't feel like it dragged like a lot of other... It, it was like, okay, they hooked up. Okay, a few months later, he's starting to realize he's pregnant. And then a few months later... The pregnancy is becoming an issue, and then a few months later, he has the baby, and it's just like it really clipped along, and I really enjoyed it. All the characters were great. Um, Harrison and Lucas were both; they both sounded super attractive. They yeah. were super into each other,
0: and that was really nice to read. And too. if you
1: ignore the dog penis, the I sex was pretty hot. I can't
0: ignore it. Also,
1: it had a cookie recipe at the end, so okay, like that's true. I I can't, I can't kill it, so I have to fuck it. All right. And I can't get pregnant from the dog penis, so I'll be safe. I'll be fine.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. All right.
1: So, Claire. Yes. What are we reading next? Okay. It's time for our favorite game. Christine, Christine yes!
0: yes! Uh, I do feel like you're probably going to probably figure this out. Oh, okay. Um I so the the first book is Romancing the Beat: Story Structure for Romance Novels by Gwen Hayes. And the second book is Verbalize: Bringing Stories to Life and uh, and Life to Stories: Livewire Writer Guides by Damon Swade. I mean, is it like writers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm changing I'm changing this up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, do you have a guess? I are, do. These are, like, are they actual writer's guides?
1: Yeah, they sound they like are. writer's guides. I'm assuming about romance.
0: They are actual Yay. writer's guides. Um, and these are written, uh, verbalized, is written by a romance no- uh, writer, and it's also, like, sort of, like, genre-based. So, it's, like, Ooh. how to write in genre. And, oh, like, okay. here's tricks and tips. Ooh. So, um, and then the, the other one is very much about writing romance novels. So, but uh, Damon Suede is a gay, male-male, I believe male-male, uh, romance writer. Oh, great. So um, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I needed to find the other book.
1: Sure, sure, sure. And, and so, here we are. And, and here we
0: are. Yeah, and
1: the because of our recording schedule, we'll be reading these during November. Right. Which, as everyone knows, is NaNoWriMo. Mm-hmm. I... I... Ugh. I want to be busy. I can't promise that I'm going to write anything, <laughs> but I'll read these books.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think like I I think it will be interesting to see the background a little bit yeah, on writing yeah, yeah. these, but also just different tricks and different things mm-hmm. that they think about when they're writing. Yeah. Um. I uh. I just thought it would be neat to shake it up a little bit yeah. and to kind of peek behind of the curtain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a fun accent
0: it was a a weird thing i just said (laughs) i went went rogue um
1: the claire rice always goes rogue
0: yes but i also thought it would be fun because you and i are both writers Mm -hmm. and we are both in a way trained writers um you
1: much more so than i
0: well i mean but you as well like it's just like um like and i'm saying that for myself as well i I trained playwright. But I mean That's not anywhere near, like, poetry and novel writing. Like, that's an entirely different way to write. So it's like, in a way, I mean, uh, trained to do these things. But, uh, so I think it's interesting that we could look at these from that perspective.
1: Sure, yeah. I think that will be, that'll be interesting. It, um, it'll be interesting finding a sexy passage to read at the beginning, but... <laughs> Or, or characters to fuck Mary. Well, obviously we're gonna to have to fuck Mary. Kill tropes.
0: Obviously, fuck oh, Mary. Kill tropes. I,
1: there are quite a few tropes that I want to kill. So yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I think it's that time. It's that time to say adieu. Adieu. Adieu to, to you and you and you. And you. And and you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I want to thank you, Neil. Thank you, Claire. Oh, thank you, Christine. Thanks, Christine. Thank you, um, thank you uh, to our listeners.
1: Thank you so much, listeners. Please, um, you know, we're just like the scrappy little podcast that could. So just like tell your friends, tell your co workers if you have that sort of relationship with your co workers. Tell, tell your, your lovers. Tell your lovers.
0: Tell your lovers.
1: Your, lovers. your, your pregnant Omegas. Jesus. Your dominant alphas. Yes. Tell everyone to just like spread the word about the very important work that we do <laughs> with our canine penises.
0: And thank you, authors. And thank you so much, authors. Right, keep writing. And keep writing. of course, Everyone's keep writing. Absolutely.
1: Keep fucking.
0: <laughs>